Shabbat Shalom everyone, Daniel Luria, Executive Director of Ateret Kohanim, coming to you with a few small thoughts from uh, not my own, uh, I'm no, definitely no Tamid Chacham, uh, but I do a little bit of reading here and there and I'm just passing on to the few people that maybe hear this parasha talk, um, some nice ideas. Well, Korach is a beauty, I mean, uh, swallowing up of the evil people world opening up and suddenly taking them, only them, when Amis run away, we've got uh, staffs that uh, flower. It's a uh, an amazing parasha. But let's start with, um, I guess, one of the strangest things you, you could imagine. The nation of Israel has come up, of course, we're after the spies now. So in some ways, maybe people were bored, you know, they, they know they're going to be for 40 years in the desert, they've got nothing better to do. Um, even though there's Torah to learn, obviously, this is after Har Sinai. Uh, but you can see what happens when uh, when you don't have a proper aim, a goal, straight away, and they realize what's ahead of them. Straight away, you've got a guy like uh, Korach and Datan Vaviram and all these others. They're, uh, they basically start attacking. They're, they're worrying about themselves, their own honor, which is, of course, one of the reasons why we don't actually call this uh, the typical machlochet lo l'shem shamayim. Um, in fact, if we uh, uh, understand the pikavot, it says, what is a machlochet l'shem shamayim, an argument for the sake of heaven? They use that, the two sides, Hillel and shamay. But here it's interesting that machlochet lo l'shem shamayim is not defined as Moshe versus Dathan Vaviran or Moshe versus Korach, no, because that it would equate the two, which is clearly not the case. It says, Machloket lo l'shem shamayim is korech va'adato. Even within the rebellious ones, they were fighting, each one had their own reason. It wasn't an even normal battle, l'shem shamayim, between Moshe and Korach. Between Moshe and Korach. It was something totally different. It was ego. It was, uh, they were bored. They weren't thinking of higher goals. They were thinking of their personal honor. And therefore, they uh, they attacked uh, Moshe Rabbeinu. Um the uh, what I find fascinating is that at some point in the argument, they say, "Oh, Moshe Rabbeinu, how could you have even bought us here? You know, we came from a land of milk and honey. Excuse me, land of milk and honey. Isn't that what Hashem told Am Yisrael is where they're going to? And yet they're using those same words to say that Egypt, as when they were slaves, that had nothing for them, that as if that is the land of milk and honey." It's amazing what you can try and convince others of. If uh, and from for that actually, Moshe Rabbeinu gets really angry because here they've gone too far. There's one thing when you're having a go at Moshe Rabbeinu, which is obviously absurd. And we'll come to that in a second about how they attacked Moshe Rabbeinu. But when you attack Eretz Israel, when you attacked Hashem, it's as if they're basically slapping God in the face. I mean, listen, if Bnei Israel is meant to be in Eretz Israel. And if there's a, it's like it's a wedding in some ways, the Chatan and the Kala, and we're marrying, you know, God, and he's taking us to Eretz Yisrael. Imagine a husband, for example, that is away from his wife for whatever reason, and he's coming back to his wife and he wants to come back. There's no way that he would uh, start praising and start chasing other women. He's, he's coming back to his wife. He's promising that. What we did by calling Egypt the place of milk and honey it's as if we are slapping Hashem in the face. It's as if the husband and wife uh, are, are moving apart and he's slapping her and she's slapping him and they're getting away from each other. It, it's something which is unacceptable. It's interesting, of course, that uh, that Korach 
instead of attacking Moshe with something that theoretically, if you wanted to attack Moshe, what would you attack him about? You'd maybe attack him about the fact that he's not a great speaker, uh, that he stumbles a little bit, that he was a shepherd when he started off with. Uh, these things, theoretically, I'm not saying they're right, but theoretically, that's what you... The last thing you would attack Moshe Rabbeinu was, would, would be about his honour and him taking all kavod for himself. We know specifically, and Am Yisrael knew, he was the most humble person around. And yet that's what Korach is attacking him for. It's, you know, it's usually when, when you attack someone on a particular issue, it's re- usually because you've got that particular thing which is lacking within you. So um, that's what Korach actually did. Something else that I found interesting or I read about is the fire pans. I mean, they were told to take the fire pans and because this was a test. Here they are, they are rebelling against Moshe Rabin, rebelling against God. And yet, it's the same fire pans that are collected up and used for a holy purpose. And I guess from here, you can see something that even in the worst case scenario, something very, very evil and something very bad and something contrary to God and Torah, there was obviously still a small redeeming feature. You know, they still listened to Moshe. They believed in some form of, 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 of Hashem also by bringing the fire pans. The fact that they rebelled is another story, but because of that even small redeeming feature, even within something bad that they were doing, uh, the fire pans were actually collected up. What else did I want to tell you? Yeah, um, I mean, what was their what was their complaint? We're all holy. Kulam kedushim. We are all we are all holy. That's in the present. Equality. We're all even. And that's opposed to what we read a few parashiyot ago that Moshe Rabbeinu tells the people, Kedoshim Tihiyu. This is not just a mere play on words. This is something very central and significant. Kulam Kedoshim, that's the Korach and Adator, these people claiming that we're all equal on the same level. And Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, no, you have to earn it. You have the potential to be holy. It's not something automatic in you. You have to work. You have to get close to Hashem. You have to learn. Kedoshim tihiyu in the future tense. Anyway, um, I all I can say is that uh, we all uh, sometimes feel like uh, feel down, feel bad, feel like maybe even attacking someone for whatever reason. We have to learn, I guess, from uh, Hillel and Shammai how to argue, what to argue about, what to attack another person about. Is it L'Shem Shemaim? Then fine. If it's not L'Shem Shemaim, then maybe we shouldn't be part of something like that altogether. The last thing we want is to be swallowed up by the earth, of course. So there are things to learn in every Pasha. In this Pasha, I guess, in summary, it's all about um, not worrying about our own honour, uh, trying to see the good in people, and of course, uh, trying to be Kadosh, B'Shem, you know, and, and working hard for that. And of course, never slapping God in the face. Never saying that... Uh, uh, accepting where we are, for example. There are many people that may hear this to our Torah who may be overseas. The fact that you are currently scattered around the world in the four corners of the earth, just remember that's a punishment. All we have to do is try and understand that Eretz Zavat Chalav Udvash, the golden in Medina, ain't America. It's not Brazil, it's not Australia, it's not London. The golden and Medina, Eretz Zavat Chalav Udvash, is only here. So if you are located somewhere in the world and you're listening to this Devar Torah, and maybe it is difficult to pick up and go today, but just remember where you are, why you are, and where Am Yisrael should be. May it be a week free of any machlokot. 
Keep away, obviously, from any earth that opens up. And may you all have a Shabbat Shalom. News from Ateret Konim very quickly. Uh, more renovations are being done. Families are being added to various places inside the old city. If you want to dedicate apartments, you want to be part of anything to do with Ateret Konim. Uh, in the next week or two, we hope to have the opening of the special play area. And thank you to all of those, uh, the big and the small donors. Um, you're all tremendous in that way, in my eyes. In, you know, we're all Kedoshim, we're all equal in trying to help build Yerushalayim. So thank you for those involved in that. And for those who want to be involved in anything with Ateret Gonim, we're only an email or phone call away. Shabbat Shalom Umevorach.